Thank you, Pastor Aaron. Um, so you, you see my husband there um, in his awesome Batman shirt, and we also have four girls um, together. Um, and we've been coming here since, I guess, the twins were about 10 months old. So we've been really enjoying our time here. Um, and I used to be, before four kids, a youth pastor. So this is where I'm coming from. So it's been several years, so just bear with me. Um, it's my first practice run for many, many years. Um, so this morning, we're going to be talking about taking chances. So here we go. Every time you take a chance, you make a decision, you try a path, you look in a new direction, whatever you want to call it, are you deciding your fate? Are you in control of the decisions you make? Are you the boss of your future? Some of you might just give an enthusiastic yes and list reasons why you believe you've made all the choices in your life with an indication maybe to something recently you've done. Others might refer to a mathematical equation in which the probability of you making the choice you did was 98.999% correct. And others, these ones I love, they say, no, we just wing it. If it looks that good, then sure thing. You can count me in. And then there are those who are so fearful of making the wrong choice. The what-ifs creep in, the inability to see a clear picture, the chance of failing. I bet any one of you can identify with one of those above categories. If we look at ourselves and how we deal with change and taking a chance, and if we're really honest, we might not even like how we handle it or deal with it. So what is it that stops us in our tracks or that lets us jump in head first? Today, we're going to take a look at the book of Philippians. Here, the author Paul has been touring around, and he came back to write to the Philippians. He wanted to remind them to focus on God, to encourage them, and drive the point home that if you are actually serious about God being in your life, then you need to act accordingly. So we're going to look at the last chapter in Paul's writings. It's Philippians 4, verses 4. We'll start there. All right. Can you ever see that? That's kind of tiny, eh? Sorry. I'll read it out loud. <laughs> rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. All right, sorry, my slides are all messed up. Um, Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. Are we here? There we go. I am awesome with slides, guys. <laughs> All right, thanks for their gifts. I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, 
whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. All right. So you see here in a little synopsis, Paul is facing a really great many things. When he was writing this, he was in a form of prison. He notes that he was in chains and he was actually okay with it. So Paul is no stranger to prison. A while before this, he was also arrested and sent under house arrest. So house arrest is exactly what it says. You go in your house, you just hang out. You can go on the grounds, but that's it. Let's read Philippians 1-7 to just once more so you guys can really see where he was. Oh my goodness. Okay. Click. There. <laughs> okay, it's Philippians 4-7. So it is right for me to feel this way about all of you, since I have you in my heart, whether I am in chains or defending and confirming the gospel. All of you share in God's grace with me. So it's awesome to see that. Um, He was probably in dungeons. So I don't know if you guys think about dungeons the way that I think about dungeons, but when I think about it, this is what I think of. The movie Aladdin? That's what, as soon as I think of it, because that's the oldest dungeon that I can think of. But in reality, his dungeons might have been looking like this. A nice hole in the rock. Would you like to live there for a little bit? Hang out there? I pretty not, no. These are gross dungeons. They were dank, they're horrid, they were not even fun. They were, they're not like today, where you get three meals a day, you get your outdoor time for an hour, you get to have a little visit with the family. It doesn't happen. (laughs) So... You only went there, actually, if you were going to have a swift trial or an execution. So now we set the scene for Paul. Okay? I think I have another cool picture. This is one, actually, his prison in Greece. This is where he hung out for real. And then I saw this beautiful picture of him. It's so eloquent. It's probably not realistic, but he did write in prison. That's where he got it from. Okay. So now we know that this is Paul. He's a regular guy. He was called by God to actually become just a little more than regular. And he had to change everything. So let's unpack that. All right, so Paul has been asked by God. So Paul, at this point, already accepted God as as his personal Lord and Savior. So that's change number one, right? He wants to start preaching the word of God to all. This includes the lowly of lows, the pompous, the royalty of the time, and the commoners. So, in my mind, when I was thinking about this, this is what it's going to look like. I'm not a guy, but I'm going to reenact it, okay? So, let me get my manly voice on. All right. This is God. Hey, God, God says. Oh, hey, God, how's this going? Uh, great. I need you to do a little more, says God. Oh, you know what? My plate is really full right now. You see, I lined up a bunch of people to preach to on Thursday, and Friday me and my buddy Timothy have to escape town so we don't get thrown in prison. We really aren't like there, so we have to actually make it like an escape plan. Paul says God with just a little more force. Here's the thing. There are some people over in Philippa who need some encouragement. Yeah, might hit a few bumps in the road, like imprisonment, Some people might throw rocks at you. A few of the royal priests might hate you and might even say a few slur words. Also, I don't really have a lot of cash hanging around, so you're going to have to find some people who actually like you so that you can get some food and shelter, okay? 
Okay, so Paul's going to think about this for a minute. Oh, God, really, really, really glad we had this chat. Thanks. I'm just going to change my plans and follow you. You know what? I'm also going to write a few lines of encouragement while I have some troubles along the way. Maybe it'll take my mind off what I'm going to endure. Sure, God, count me in. I'm going to take that chance. Paul, what a guy. He was so adept at change, at following God no matter what the costs were to his life. He was willing to take a chance to change whatever plans he had for his life and follow God. Sometimes I feel like myself, I have been wandering around, trying to figure out what God wants me to do. There have been times in my life where I've been quiet, not fully able to concentrate on God and his request because I was already telling how busy I was doing all that stuff. Just stuff. Other times, I've been fully engaged, and that's when I notice that things grow, but not in the growth at the way the world sees it. He has taught me to become more patient most of the time. Right, Kyle? Just a little bit. <laughs> it's, it's a like, you know, work in progress kind of thing. To listen and to actually really give it to God. Not just leave it there for three seconds and then pick up the worries and the fears of changes, but to actually leave it with him. When we sing that song about the altar, leaving it at the altar, it actually means just to leave it at the altar, not take it back. What peace could come from that, just to give it there? What love? No human can compare to that love that God has for us. He has encouraged me to take a chance by following him and trusting him. Now we're going to go back and we're going to look at verse 11 again. Okay. Whoa, that's tiny. I need to learn my slideshow tactics. There's Aaron. We gotta, we gotta talk. <laughs> All right. So Philippians four to eleven. I'm not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through Him who gives me strength. I'm not too sure if Paul saw teenagers, because they, they get hangry. So I'm not too sure if they actually hung out with any of them, because honestly, I've seen it. I have a nice nephew way in the back there that always gets hangry, but it's really funny. Anyways, so Paul gets that. So he sees that following God is just so much more than what human eyes can see. So when God is telling them that his road, his path in life may be riddled with hardships that could possibly break him. Paul says, okay. And then he encourages us alongside his hardships. He wants us to know that no matter what, God will take care of you every single step of the way. He took the chance, even when he fully knew that God's road will not be all roses and glory. So let's address the fear of taking chances in our own life. The fear of failure, of making mistakes, not doing the right thing. That fear can immobilize you and consume you until you can't see past it. If you are at the point of a fear of taking a chance, whether they're big or small, I want you to take a step back like that. I want you to see what the big picture is that's surrounding you. And what is the choice that you need to make? How are you able to going to take a step in faith? 
Sometimes, if you're a writer, you can write it down or pray over them. Maybe find a friend in Christ to pray with you. And see how God can transform that fear and blossom it into something life-giving. Okay, so realistically, in my little life here, maybe yours too, I don't think I've ever endured anything that Paul has in his lifetime. I know that we've taken a chance at some point or another. We might have even taken chances without having like a little chit-chat with God about it. So here's something I want you to think about that's going to stretch you just a little more than you already are. I'm going to throw you three ideas for this week. If you've gotten nothing else out of what I said, then just give one of these a go. All right. So here's number one. I want to be a water walker, not a boat sitter. How, what's that guy? Um, Bill Hybels? If you want to walk on water, get out of the boat. Anybody read that book? Something like that. We don't want you to sit on the boat and take in the view. We want actually you guys to participate in it. You're going to step out in faith. Take a chance on someone. Okay, so this could be someone who really irks you or is different than you. Or you've always wanted to talk to, but you're really, really, really afraid to. I do that a lot. I'm like, oh, I can't talk to that person, but you can. Just step it out. Number three is take a chance and try something new that you fear. We all have fears. I bet you anything. My nonsensical one is with regards to number three. Who likes roller coaster rides? You do? Okay. I hate them. I, I really, can I say hate? I said hate. I said it three times. Anyways, uh, I can't handle them. I scream. I cry. I say words I'm never allowed to say in front of my children. It is crazy. They scare me to death. So, my husband might be a thrill seeker, might like Wonderland. Do we go to Wonderland? Yes, we do. So we get there, and I'm like, okay, I can do this, I can do this. Am I going to sit on the sidelines? No, I didn't. I went on every single ride, screaming, crying, fears up in my throat. And do I do it again? Yes, I do it again, two years later. Do I do it again? Yes, I do it again, three years later. I'm like, this is like not something I ever, ever want to do, but I'm doing it. So it's very unbiblical, roller coaster rides, but it's just something that I did. I stepped out. <laughs> um, another one to step out in faith is maybe this talking up front thing. That's stepping out in faith number one. If you guys were a bunch of teens, this would be completely fine. But you're adults with fully formed and functional brains that sometimes teenagers just have taken a break from. So here I am taking that chance. So those changes that you fear, you embrace, you attempt to control, or you theorize about, they're going to happen every single day. The only one that should be staying the same is God. He's got it all. James verses 1. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. Hebrews 13, verse 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. We are the ones who need to look at our lives and see where we need to take that step that God is nudging us to go in, to talk to that person you're afraid of, to pray in front of your coworker who doesn't believe in Christ, to share something 
with a complete stranger. Change your path in life by listening and following God. Take that chance. Changing yourself does not happen overnight. But you're going to begin to see things in a different light when you allow yourself to be challenged and changed by God. So take that chance. If you let him, just like Paul did, you never know what he's going to call you to do. It isn't as easy as it sounds. But the rewards will be great. Take that chance and follow him. Amen.